got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting out the stars. Cause when it rains and it pours. Yeah. And I'm ready for some more. Yeah. And I've been reading all the work. And welcome to Put That Copy Down, this audio version podcast. This is the Freight Show for Closers. And my name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host, as usual, here with Brennigan, uh, Brennigan Mincy here, based out of Georgia. And what we're going to do is we're going to start out with listener questions. So Brennigan's a listener. He had a few questions before we started the podcast. So we're going to start the podcast with some questions about put that coffee down, the evolution of it. And then we're going to talk about Brennigan and getting in logistics and, and recruiting and, and uh, employment outlook for 2023 probably is what we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. But Brennigan, welcome to the show. I uh, love it. Thanks to be, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, fascinated by the show. And one of the biggest uh, components of what brought me uh, to reach out to you is how did put the coffee down come to, uh, to be? What is the backstory? Yeah, the backstory is it's it's kind of funny, and it's one of the, the the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Is that we were doing podcasts. Um, I was doing uh, Great Quarter Guys, which is now Great Quarter Gals with mm-hmm. Kaylee Nix and, and Grace Sharkey, and um, doing was doing two or three, you know, with the truck, as, along with a couple other podcasts back when late 2019, back when we were down in the actual podcast booth and. We were experimenting with going live and also placing a camera down there. So uh, he was doing a port report uh, about ocean, maritime traffic before it became cool um, in the pandemic. And he uh, he had to cancel that um, because his co-host uh, didn't, didn't really want to do it anymore. So he came up to me and asked me about doing something on freight brokerage. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to do something on freight brokerage. And we we're trying to come up with things to talk about or a theme. And I was like, it's all about sales. Let's do a sales podcast. So we were like, yes. So yeah. that's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I would say by 1 o'clock, we had the name, put that coffee down, ironed down. Uh, he pulled, Dooner pulled, um, what, what is that? The, the theme song. So that theme song yeah. that we still use today, yeah. uh, that theme song, artwork. And we had it both posted out on LinkedIn and Twitter within uh, by four or five o'clock that day. So it all happened in one day. So from, from the, the idea, the thought of it to the execution, it just took a few hours. And I, I think it's a really valuable lesson for, for business is just to go with it, mm-hmm. go quickly with it and go with that minimum viable product or that MVP um, because perfection is the enemy of profitability Everything is a work in progress. Just get it out. Start doing it. One of the great things about if you do a podcast or launch a business or do anything, uh, you have plenty of ground to stumble uh, and and make mistakes because no one's paying attention to you at first anyway. You think Mm -hmm. they are, but they're really not. No one Mm -hmm. cares. It's not until that seventh or eighth, ninth time that that people see your name or see your brand that they connects whatsoever. Wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, what does put the coffee down represent? So it represents, so, so the actual name of it is from mm-hmm. uh, a classic sales movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Rots. 
with Jack Lemon and Alec Baldwin has a famous scene. If you haven't seen that scene, you can YouTube, put that coffee down, and he still ranks higher than we do, unfortunately, but that's going to change one of these days. Uh, but it's like a 10-minute scene. It's very memorable. Um, talking about uh, uh, who he comes in. He's a sales guy. For, he's from downtown. He's from Mitchum Murray. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the first thing he does is Jack Lemon is getting a cup of coffee from the, the, the coffee pot. And uh, he yells across the room at, at Jack Lemon, put that coffee down. Coffee's yeah. for closers only. So everyone's kind of familiar with that line, yeah. the second part of that line. But it begins with put that coffee down. So uh, it was something that, that no one really had uh, named podcasts or anything. Mm-hmm. Whenever we were Googling around doing our research um, to, to, to get that name, which we didn't do a lot of research. Um, and uh, and that's where, where it comes from. It's all about yeah. the weeds. Yes. Personal opinion. I think that's a great name because it stands out. So it's different. It makes you question, why do I need to put the coffee down? Yeah, um, exactly. And if you've seen the movie and you know the movie, it's just like, oh, I know that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, maybe I'm a little bit junior from that aspect. I will definitely check out that movie. Uh, oh, you got to see it. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Got to see it. Yeah. So thanks for having me today. Uh, again, my name is Brannigan Mincy. Um, I work for ExecuSource, which is a full service recruiting firm in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we handle all placements from contracts, contracts to hire to even direct hire. Um, we hire in all verticals, IT, healthcare, uh, supply chain, my favorite uh, sales, and even um, business finance. Uh, if you need that great talent, we'll find it for you. Um, executive source works from all levels, from the executive level, even to the warehouse personnel. And we are big enough to serve, but small enough to carry. Perfect. And, and you basically, you work mostly in supply chain now. Yeah, my niche is supply chain logistics. So and and you came in without uh, you know without being a freight broker or, uh, I won't say without a background but without a background in operations or being an operator uh, in the space right exactly I came from a background uh, definitely different uh, from the supply chain and logistics world freight broker world I come from a different industry uh, but I've always been good at sales and that was my niche that was my talent of interpersonal skills and people skills and I was brought onto this company uh, to work for them to work in the sales department and so I'm here to learn I'm here to learn from you I learn more about 3PLs logistics freight brokering system which is kind of what really geared me to when I got the podcast um, an understanding for the freight brokerage and sales and how that works and to me it's amazing it's an amazing industry and it's one of those things that's so big but also so small um, what do you think you said something right there uh, what do you think you're good at sales what makes you good at sales my interpersonal skills, um, my empathy, and understanding uh, the client and what they might pain points might be. And have to do your research, of course. I spend about five to seven minutes uh, per client uh, before I make an outbound sales call, of course. Uh, but understanding and a little quote that I've always heard that was really good. I am a doctor and I have the cure. And so it's my job to let you know that I have the cure. Yes, it is. So that, that's good. That's a, a great answer to the question. Uh, you're, you're hiring carrier salespeople. You were talking the, the other day about that. Is is that right? Say that one more time. Uh, you know, in the freight brokerage world, you have carrier sales and yes, carrier sales, carrier yeah. sales. So uh, you, you're hiring, uh, you, you're, you're placing a lot of people or out selling. Um, 
for the placement of carrier salespeople, right? Carrier sales, um, anything really. Um, we work from in my side in supply chain logistics. I mean, we can go into whatever company needs salespeople. Yes, we can do it. So somebody needs a logistics personnel, a sourcing planner, a demand planner, um, warehouse personnel. We kind of do it all. Um, when, when, when you talk to, uh, to to prospective clients and, cl- and clients um, and, and talk about uh, hiring and in supply chain, what's one of the, the, the universal key qualities that, you, that they keep on telling this is the, the, the kind of person or this is, you know, uh, you know, the, the kind of this is a trait that we're looking for in any new hire. And this is the these are the candidates we're looking for. What we look for and when we talk to our companies is whatever talent to build their team the way that they need to be. Uh, we look for the must haves of that uh, candidate, something that this job title really needs and they need to be experienced in to make them the top 10 percent of that employee base for that company. But there's also some characteristics. There's also some skill levels that might not be on the job description. And those are the nice to haves. And that helps fundamentally make the team the best sound for that corporation or that company. Uh, And that's why we want to accelerate that. We have sources that allow us to talk to those people that might already have uh, a really good job, but doesn't know that this company might be better to work for. And we'll just, you know, tap on the shoulders like, would you like a new opportunity? How's, uh, how's the, the job market for supply chain looking for 2023 right now? Huge. Is it still huge? Huge, huge. Um, and, you know, I can speak in from my company perspective. Um, this is a, a vertical that was just brought on, I think, 2021, 2022. Um, and it has grown exponentially. Uh, it's made over a million and it beat all the other verticals in the uh, company that we have, which is, you know, healthcare, IT. Um, mm mm-hmm. Business finance, it, it, it produced over a million uh, for the company. It is a huge industry. I mean, what is it, the stats that, you know, 90% of the Fortune 500 companies are using, um, you know, supply chain logistics, 3PLs. So it, it, it's, it, this, it's not going anywhere. Um, and I would definitely want to be a part of that and part of something that's a constant growth. You mentioned that, that you do research uh, five to seven minutes Per company, yeah. uh, what, what per are person. some of, yeah, but, but yeah. So, so before you make a call, you, you do five or seven minutes. What mm-hmm. are some key highlights that that you're always gra- gravitating toward? Uh, what, what are you looking for first? You know, go to the website or go to recent news articles or whatever. What what are yes. what was the information that really like? Okay, this is what I need to to, to get in line first. Um. I tried to do the touch system. I think you kind of corresponded it maybe like on episode one and two where uh, you make a connection. Um, you know, if they've talked about an article, you kind of comment on an article and, you know, give a little bit of feedback and try to make your introduction from that standpoint. Uh, I try to build it to, yes, you know, my professional, I can help you have the doctor have the cure, but I'm also not here to be a transactional service for you. I actually want to make sure that, you know, I can help you longevity. I want to be there a long time for you. So uh, it's mostly, is that 3PLs that, 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 that we're talking about? Um, we're talking about supply chain. We're talking about, uh, you know, your research. Or is, is that mostly 3PLs that you're doing research on? No, um, I'll call any... Uh, Logistics company that's doing storage, they're doing transportation, that's doing um, mm-hmm. 3PL, you know, moving from that standpoint. Okay. What, what I look for is I 
search the company, search what type of job openings they have for that company. Okay. And what are they looking for and what is their demand? And uh, are they actually haven't filled it in a couple of months or are they having trouble with this position, you know, from the recruiting staffing side. Um, if this is one of those positions, uh, it's been open two months and then I'll understand why has it been open two months? Is there a market value or they not want to pay that candidate, you know, not enough or they not have the benefits for the company. And so then I present to the company says, you know, Hey, I've looked at, do you have a, position xyz that's open and you know how is that search going for you right now i've always found that um you know if we talk uh, talk about freight brokerages or, or 3pls you know mm-hmm. they're, they're sales organizations right and mm-hmm. i always found that they're a little bit easier to sell to certainly to, right. to prospect to than mm-hmm. traditionally so coming from a freight broker world finding you know transportation managers or directors of logistics so they're they're, they're kind of I won't say hide away, but they're, they're not public facing. They're, they're, they don't gravitate toward the, the whole networking like it, like a salespeople, a salesperson does. So it's, it's kind of sells to sells. Yeah. Uh, sells. Sells to sells sells. That sounds yeah, weird, sells sells. but they're, they're easy to find, you know, to the owners, of the, the VP of sales, the people that you need to talk to. They're, they're easy to find out on LinkedIn. They're easier to, to interact with and just makes it, uh, the prospecting at least much easier than uh, say with more technical fields where uh, those individuals are more operationally or financially focused that maybe they're not in, engaged as much on LinkedIn or social media or out there yeah. in, in the public where 3PLs, there's uh, a lot of people in 3PLs in leadership roles as well that are decision makers that are out there grinding away on, on social media and trying to promote themselves, which makes yes. it makes prospecting a lot easier than a lot of other uh, industries. Definitely. You know, it's a different market out there, a different game out there. And, you know, I can tell you from the, what we see in the market side is what's the hottest thing that everyone wants work from home, right? Everyone wants to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, issues that lie with that with working from home or being fully remote it's in the sales world you know in positions that require a sales personnel you need that personal interaction with people um and i'm a hype you know i really believe it um i'm fortunate enough to work for the company that we enabled that hybrid role um and the hybrid role is kind of like that new sexy model that a lot of corporations are starting to go like you get one day or two days off a week uh but then, you know, three days or two days in office, it's you get grinding and go to town, go to work. So what you're seeing in the, the, the freight brokerage world is uh, hybrid, you know, not fully work in office and, and certainly not fully remote. But mm-hmm. is that something that you're seeing a lot of 3PLs and, and freight brokerages uh, talk about is hybrid office, office home environment? Yeah. You know, fortunately to work with... Um, the market and what tells me and dictates kind of what people are looking for. I understand that remote work is the hot buzzword that everybody wants, but in the type of industry we are in, in the supply chain logistics, that's just not feasible. So um, companies who are adopting this hybrid model, um, you know, three days on, on site, two days remote or one, four days on site, one day remote are having better success, finding better talent versus that company. That's like, Hey, Five days a week on site. That's it, you know. And I, I hear some pushback, certainly on the hundred percent work from home on on freight brokers, just just because 
uh, there's so much uh, osmosis goes on. It's kind of like a trading floor. So it's hard to uh, come into the industry and learn um, learn how it operates because it's it's, it's kind of it's very opaque. So mm-hmm. it's hard for for anyone to come in and learn in isolation from home. It's it's I, I couldn't even imagine because it's one of the hardest things I ever had to learn is the the trucking market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, where I grew up from, from my past, energy feeds energy, and mm-hmm. the competitiveness of me, and then and being in sales, and then being in, you know seeing people in freight brokers and freight sales, I would assume and think that you see you know Joe over there who made a couple of deals that's going to energize me to make some more deals. You know, mm-hmm. um, being from home, I don't see how that's possible. Yeah, you have more leisure to do what you need to do, but are your productivity is going to be as well? You know, are you going to hit your, you know, is the KPIs doing a really good job of what you're supposed to be keeping track of? I don't really know. So yeah, you have the sales part and then you have like the project management. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you have trucks in transit that you have to um, organize and you're managing that project of moving that, that load and you're interacting with a lot of different people. So you can't just shout across the room in some ways, and you're kind of in a bubble. I, you know, a, a full remote coming in, it'd be it'd just be very difficult. I, I, I think it almost impossible. But, but there's people out there who who actually do it. So, I think it, it could be one of those things that, and you might see this more in the the market as it goes into corporations. That let's say that's four days on site, and you have one day remote. And if you hit your numbers and do well, then you can earn that second day of remote work, you know? Um, And that might be a a sexy way for companies to get uh, greater talent, new prospects. You know, Um, I I know that I see companies that do a really good job and and make the office environment phenomenal, you know, gaming systems and whatever Mm -hmm. it is uh, for leisure. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, you got to have the great culture and co- collaboration and communication with everybody on board. Um, you do. You do. It, it does. I mean, you can use, well, maybe it's not hybrid, but it's full-time. But there, there's, I, I'll ask you this actually, because there are specific positions that can be done hundred percent remotely from anywhere in the, the world, let's say. Yeah. So it does open up, uh, especially on those, those very specialized roles, whether it be supply chain, IT, operations, engineering, accounting, Mm -hmm. finance, whatever it may be, it opens up uh, the talent pool for for companies exponentially. Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, and the good thing about companies take full advantage of that. Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, To answer your question, full advantage of that. And those people, you know, the company, the good companies will invest in those people. Those people are very that, you know, their specific skills, very specialized and they will invest in that. And the companies that don't invest in those people that, you know, offer that market value, 20,000, 30,000 below uh, asking prices. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it is. We see that. So, so uh, right, below asking price for fully remote, is that? For salary. Like when they're for not. Salary, par, yeah. yeah. For par. For whether for it's fully remote, remote you do you see people take less salary to, to, to be fully remote? I've seen people take less salary just to be full remote. Um, those are usually maybe if you live in Atlanta, you get a job out of, I don't know, Chicago or Dallas. Sure. Um, you get to, to keep living in Atlanta and you'll take less money to do that. Yep. I've seen that. I've seen that even offered um, that, you know, there might be a 
position that that's like, Hey, I have a candidate. This is a hybrid. And the candidate would reach out to me. He's like, I'll take less money if they give me full remote. I'm like, okay. well, fortunately the position's not, you know, remote. Um, so different market, different people, uh, you know, different structure, different folks, uh, how it goes, um, you know, on the sales side of it, um, and the freight brokerage system, I think, you know, that will always be, uh, on site, uh, you know, four days at least, uh, energy feeds energy. Uh, the more you're around it, the more it brings everyone together. Uh, yeah, the, it definitely is. And Atlanta's a nice hotbed for uh, 3PLs and, and freight brokers. Just as, uh, usually it, it competes with Ontario or Southern California, I should say, as the uh, as as the biggest freight market, right? I mean, I, I think you have four huge freight markets and then, then some really great freight markets outside of it. Um, when you're talking about just the numbers, and, and that's Southern California, of course, with the ports. Mm-hmm. You have Dallas and, and Chicago where everything's trucked or railed internally in. And then you have Atlanta on the, the southeastern ports and, you know, the, the major metropolitan areas. And I, I guess you could say Harrisburg maybe up in the northeast, but I think it's a uh, pills in comparison to those those four major freight markets where freight activity takes place. And that's where you see a, a large concentration of 3PLs. Mm. I had a uh question that I wanted to ask you being from that side of freight brokerage and freight sales, it's, you know, when you get your client and what is the shelf life or what's, how many years do you normally keep that client? Um, That's a really good question. So I will say, I don't know about, I won't give you an answer to the the years you'll have that client, but Mm -hmm. churn is, uh, you do have churn. You have plenty of churn in the industry. So whether that's five years or seven years or three years, uh, always be prepared for churn. Really? Um, for, for any number of reasons. I was going to say, what would be the reasons then? Does it be outbid or could be, you know, certainly, certainly that that's a big thing, right? There's first thing that comes to mind is, is, uh, someone's going to outbid me or lower bid, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lose that customer. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is I'm going to, uh, screw up so often that that customer leaves. Um, which is easy to yeah. do because you don't really control anything. Um, you, you're you're going out and finding capacity, and sometimes that capacity is, doesn't show up on time. Doesn't mm-hmm. do. You can't do the service levels right. Um, so you have price, you have service, but then you also have um, new management coming into a, a company, making changes, making changes in in how they procure transportation. You get washed out with that. Um, you have your customer's customer, right? They lose that customer, which means that you lose the lanes that you're moving, right? Or they get rebid or they go bankrupt, right? There's mm-hmm. there's all kinds of, of it's, you know, when we say supply chain, it's, it's a moving web that's very organic. And mm-hmm. you, I, I would say you can't see very far upstream, right? And you can't see mm-hmm. very far downstream. And that's whether you're uh, an asset-based trucking company, whether you're a freight broker, whether you're a shipper, whether you're a consignee, um, whether you provide raw materials, right? You, If you're at the very upstream portion pr- providing raw materials, um, those raw materials are produced, et cetera, et cetera, down to the, the final or the end consumer, which could be yeah. 12, 15, 20 stages. And something could happen up there that completely blows blows your uh blows your business and you you, you don't really know what exactly happens sometimes so uh, there's a lot of movement there's a lot of churn 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you never know exactly why. In a general discussion, do you think there's any way to prevent that? Is there a better hierarchy, better system in place? Do you think there's just too much is too outside, you know, too many factors coming in? Like, you know, does does all the technology when it comes to freight brokerages and correspond to, you know, if I have product A, does my uh, A product communicate with product B? This is not even mine, like, you know, but the truckers on the road. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of efficiencies and 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 automation that are coming in yeah. and connectivity mm-hmm. um, that helps everyone communicate and, and have better visibility up and down of the supply chain. So it's getting better, but uh, I, I think ultimately it, it is when you have that many players out. You, know, you have what one point two trillion. I mean, I, yeah, it's way too high, but. Um, you know, 1.2 trillion in 3PL revenue, or not 3PL revenues, but logistics, right? Yeah, logistics. And freight forwarding. Um, everything's 1.2 trillion dollars a year. Uh, how many businesses do you have up? Who knows, right? Who knows? Um, so you have a lot of people, you know, out hustling about, and um, and things change dramatically one day to the next. And, and one of these days you're going to get swept up in that. I think that's unavoidable. I think if you have the attitude of um, this is going to happen. So how do I prepare for that? And, uh, and coming from sales, you know that the best way to prepare for that is to have a full pipeline. If you have a yeah. full pipeline, you can, you can adapt and survive that churn. If you don't, if, if you have a great customer that makes up 70% of your book business as a freight broker and you're not out there prospecting and, and fearing the day that that customer churns, uh, you're going to be stuck with a, a much lower paycheck at some point in the future. And I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've had it happen to me. I've seen it happen. And it's a story that gets repeated over, over, over again. Yeah, uh, going back to is 1.75 trillion is supposed to hit by 2026. Okay, yep. so I know you're trying to quote, um, but yeah, I mean from the sales side, it's always the old school thought of you know the more fishing poles you have in the water, the more you're going to catch. Mm-hmm. You know, if you only have the one fishing pole and you have the big whale and you've caught the whale, but sometimes that whale either doesn't bite or you lose the whale breaks the line. Or, or, <laughs> or the well eats you. Well, the well eats you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're not going to have much to eat uh, that night. I know. The more fish. Sometimes bowls. you catch that well, and you're like, "Oh, I shouldn't have caught this well." Because now I'm in trouble. Because oh, I thought fun. this was supposed to be a great opportunity, a great customer, and it's turned out to be a nightmare. Then we'll, so, we'll just call that the Pinocchio well, right? Yeah, yeah. Dad's living inside. He's like, "This is a problem." Uh, exactly. That's awesome. So cool. Um. Well, it's been a great conversation, and thanks for your time today, Brannigan. And, yeah, man. And, and also for listening to put that coffee down. Yes. Um, always, always great to uh, to speak with listeners and and all that. So, and for all our other listeners out there, you know, you can find put that coffee down on YouTube, or you can find us uh, wherever you download podcasts. So hit follow on on any of those different mediums and uh, leave us a review. That'd be great and. Uh, any parting thoughts, Brennan? Again, thanks for having me on today. It's been uh, been amazing, pleasure, insightful. I learned uh, put the coffee down. Uh, put the coffee down is one of my favorite shows, and uh, happy to be an active listener. And uh, if you want great insight uh, from the brokerage sales 
um, freight brokerage, uh, definitely take a listen. You can learn something. Thank you very much. And you can find Brennigan on, on LinkedIn. He's very active. Brennigan Mincy, that's M-I-N-C-E-Y is the last name. And, um, you know, reach out, say hello, and, and introduce yourself. So with that said, that wraps up for this Put That Coffee Down. Check out our, our previous episodes and our future episodes right here where you're watching or listening right now. Thanks. No, you don't. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah.